it's nighttime, and we find ourselves in a well-appointed house somewhere in the suburbs of America. It's been a long week, and a couple is desperately trying to put their son to bed so they can enjoy a small break in their evening before turning in for the night themselves. But their three-year-old son, well, he's got different plans. He's being particularly fussy tonight and seems to have no intention of ever going to sleep. To his parents' eyes, he's just overtired, and they are desperately trying to convince him, even pleading with him, to just give in. But the kid, he doesn't give in. In fact, the more his parents try and calm him down, the more riled up he actually gets. It's gotten to the point where he's almost hysterical, crying, kicking. The tired parents are at their wit's end, made even worse when their child introduces yet another reason that he doesn't want to go to bed. He says he's afraid to go to sleep. He's afraid of the man who talks over his baby monitor at night. The parents take a deep, deep breath and let the child know that there is no voice that talks to him over the monitor at night, that it must have just been a bad dream. And even though the kid's not buying it, after another 15 minutes of protracted parent-toddler negotiation, the kid finally calms down and eventually gives in to sleep. The parents, weary and slightly beaten, emerge from the toddler's bedroom and plop themselves down on the couch with a very large glass of wine. They take the wine in in big gulps and sit in absolute silence. That is until they hear a sound coming from their child's room. It sounds like a man. Wake up, little boy, the voice says. Daddy's looking for you. The parents burst into their child's room, where they find their kid now fully awake and crying. But there's no one else in the room, just a baby monitor with a man's voice coming through it. And not only is this mysterious man talking to them, he's watching them too. That scene I just described is actually based on a true story. Some of the small details I had to fudge a little bit because the parents in that story didn't want any identifiable information about themselves known. They were scared that the stranger over their monitor might be able to physically track them down from it. But the part about stalking their child over their video baby monitor, that's all true. This story is obviously beyond unsettling, but there's something worse than just the fact that this actually happened. It's the fact that this wasn't an isolated incident, and that there are actually worse examples out there. Examples of hackers yelling obscenities at kids through monitors. Examples where hackers are actually able to control the movement of a baby monitor's camera to track whatever's happening in a room. Unbelievably invasive things. And I know from personal experience that as a parent, it can be a difficult choice to make. If there's technology out there that will help you parent better, please bring it on. And if it makes your life even 5% easier, yes, please, where do I sign up and can I have two of them? The proof is that the market for these so-called smart devices for kids is growing by leaps and bounds every single year. It is a huge industry. One that some people call, and I kind of love this, the internet of toddlers. And it's not just baby monitors either. It's 
everything from, from smart milk warmers to a whole assortment of ways to monitor the health of your tyke. Which all sounds great, except, as I'm learning over and over again, any device that you bring into your house can be susceptible to hacking. Which is something we're going to try and put to the test today. I've invited a hacker over to my house to try and hack what I think is quite possibly the strangest smart toddler device out there. The smart onesie. Welcome to Hackable, an original podcast from McAfee. This computer is on the job around the clock in case of attack. Their principal target is you. The design is complete, but will it work? Shake hands with danger. I'm Jeff Siskin, and I'm here as always with cybersecurity expert Bruce Snell. Hello. Hello, Jeff. So today, Bruce, we are challenging one of the most important topics uh, facing our society today. Mm-hmm. The Internet of Toddlers. Ah, oh, of course, the the uh, infamous IoT. Infamous <laughs> IoT, IoT, which a lot of people don't know that's actually what it stands for. It's, <laughs> yes, been, it's been bastardized uh, over the years. <laughs> and in just a few minutes, a hacker is going to come over to my house and attempt a live hacking demonstration of a smart baby onesie. That's fantastic. It is fantastic. And and so I guess before we get into the the, the real meat of this, I'm a parent, though I'm not a new uh-huh. parent, but I remember being a new parent and before having kids, not knowing what a onesie was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know you have kids. Did you, was, was I the only one who didn't know what a onesie was? Oh yeah, no, I had no idea. And I guess if, if there are people out there who don't have kids and don't know what a onesie is, it's it's a thing babies wear where it's like a t-shirt and then it kind of like has snaps that do up over the diaper so that I guess the shirt stays on. Well, just easy, you know, easy entry, right? When I started looking up this, it's it's way beyond the smart onesie. We saw a couple of the things we saw, um, smart pacifiers that can monitor the baby's temperature and then transmit the temperature to the parent's smartphone. So Sound a bad idea. Always, I know, it's, it actually sounds kind of smart. There was, um, this one's a little bit gross, uh, smart diapers that can detect, uh, well, I guess... <laughs> what's happening there but also things like <laughs> urinary tract infections um but but also like i maybe you did this as well maybe this is too much information but as a parent did you ever do the classic bum sniff uh with the baby <laughs> so i think i think you don't have to tell me but i, I think this avoids avoids the awkward bum sniff which sure. if you're not a parent you would think is gross since your parent it's amazing uh what you start to well because then you have to okay. the quick peek you know oh i'm so glad um to not be at that stage anymore there was a smart baby rocker, I think one of those little rocker chairs that can be controlled by an app. Okay. Uh, so it can go up and down or left to right. I guess if you don't want to lean over and touch the... Sure. Be near your baby, you can from across the room or I guess across the world, you can be like... <laughs> you know, and, and it goes on from there. But it's interesting with this category, Internet of Toddlers, it's a funny name. Right. You know, a smart diaper seems like a funny thing. But, but when I actually think about it, given that most of these, maybe not the the baby rocking chair. Most of these are basically health monitors. Right. Which seems like unlike your smart doorbell or your dog treat dispenser, mm-hmm. seems that there may actually be a reason for it. Sure, sure. I mean, I you know, I remember one of the big things I was just frightened of nonstop when as a parent was SIDS, right? I was just convinced yeah. that like my baby was going to stop breathing in the middle of the night, right? And, you know, I, I, I think I would have felt a lot of 
a lot of relief, you know, having sensors that were on a onesie that would let me know if, you know, my baby was still breathing. But I mean, the, the hacking side is interesting, right? Because you look at, you know, you look at all these smart baby devices and I'll admit, I do see value in, let's just say a smart onesie, right? To, to sh- transmit back the, you know, temperature or heartbeat or whatever. But that doesn't necessarily need to be connected to the cloud, that's where it just starts getting dodgy. Well, one of the things is we were researching this show, we came across a writer named Jake Swearington, who's a tech writer who writes for New York Magazine, and he recently became a new dad, and so he did what any good tech writer would do in recently becoming a dad, and he took this as an opportunity to review a bunch of smart baby products. Excellent. Our story producer, Pedro Mendez, chatted with Jake about his experiences, and I want to play that for you now. It's 3 a.m., You have been struggling to get your newborn to sleep for over an hour. She finally just stopped crying and fussing. You slowly, carefully creep out of her room like a ninja. You lie down on your own bed and soak in the peace and quiet. But isn't it too quiet? Why isn't she making any noise? Is she okay? What if she rolled over? What if her head is stuck in the bars of the crib? What if she's not breathing? This is what the first few months of having a baby is like for many parents, including Jake. My name's uh, Jake Swearingen. I am a technology writer for New York Magazine's uh, Select All, and also the father of a five-and-a-half-week-year-old daughter. Jake recently wrote an article for New York Magazine where he remembers his first moment of baby-induced terror. It was, you know, within the first four or five hours of my daughter being born, um, you know, I uh, was extremely sleep-deprived, and she was in one of those, you know, clear plastic bassinets that you see in hospitals and uh, nowhere else and um, had been swaddled and uh, her feet were sort of slightly above her head. And I just had this sort of like thought uh, hit me that like, wait, you know, are her feet supposed to be higher than her head or isn't her head supposed to be higher than her feet or what was the deal? Being a tech guy, Jake thought that maybe he could calm his nerves by turning his daughter into a smart baby. He would test out a range of smart monitors to assuage his anxiety. He started by putting a smart baby sock around his daughter's foot. It measures heart rate and blood oxygen levels, and then sends that info via a base station to your phone. If the sock decides something's not right, your phone starts to buzz. It mostly worked in my experience. I mean, you know, it's, I think that one of the things that's tough in testing these, you know, I'm not going to, uh, you know, deliberately lower the heart rate of my kid just to, you know, make sure that these things are working. The sock seemed to do the job, but Jake wanted more reassurance. He removed the sock and tried another smart baby product instead. This one looked like a small disc that he attached to his baby's onesie near her chest. This button measures a baby's breathing and... Tapping into another great fear about newborns, if the baby has turned over onto its stomach. For the most part, I I liked it. And that said, I did give me one false alarm where I was watching my daughter as she was just sort of sitting in her bassinet. And it said she had flipped over to her stomach and I, I was watching her the whole time and she was very much on her back. So that was frustrating. That said, if it had happened during the night, I may not have been so blasé about it. 
In a sleep-deprived state, Jake attempted one more smart test. Ditching the smart button, he clipped a small monitor that looks like a pager onto his daughter's diaper. It measures breathing levels, skin temperature, position, even sleep patterns. If something goes awry, like your baby starts to have trouble breathing, the pager will buzz to try to wake up the baby. If that doesn't work, an alarm goes off on your phone. At one point, we had a false alarm. My phone goes completely red. It says, you know, my daughter isn't breathing, um, and it starts sort of, you know, putting off this sort of loud beeping noise. And the only way you can shut down once it's gone into sort of, you know, your baby isn't breathing mode is you need to get up the unit itself and power it down. She's pretty young, so she slept through this alarm going off on her body pretty easily, and whatever buzzing was supposed to wake her up didn't seem to bother her at all. But me having to pick her up and sort of, you know, take off her swaddle, take off her hoodie, take off her onesie, and then get at this unit and power it down, that definitely woke her up. And, you know, she starts crying. It's, you know, it's a scene. And uh, I was suddenly very, very annoyed. The promise of smart baby technology is that it will help parents do a better job of parenting. But it turns out in Jake's case, not so much. The number of times throughout this whole process where I was sort of apologizing to my daughter, uh, you know, like, I'm so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that I'm putting this thing on you. I'm sorry now that I have to, like, undo all this and take power down this unit that's blaring. It was one of the many moments that I'm sure are to come where I sort of felt like, oh, crap, I'm being a, not a great parent right now. Um, because, yeah, these things were, to a degree, distracting me away from what everybody says is really important about spending time with your kid during these this early time, which is, you know, just spending physical time with them, making eye contact with them, sort of being with them, um, which is also what right now makes me happiest. So what advice does a tech writer have for other new parents when it comes to smart baby technology? Having a kid is definitely going to inspire fear. It's going to inspire, you know, a real sense of protection uh, in a way that I've never experienced for anything in my life. Um, And all these devices are going to play on that fear and that sense of not wanting to lose something really precious to you. Uh, But I don't think that at the end of the day, they can really deliver that peace of mind. And I think that if anything, they're just going to inflame the fear and that sense of anxiety of losing something uh, even more so. I mean, I, I, I don't think that the people who make this are intentionally being predatory. But I think that the way, the, just the way that all of this works is that they do prey on the fears of new parents. That was Pedro Mendez chatting with Jake Swearington, a tech writer for New York Magazine. I, I feel that Jake has echoed what naturally at this point in my life I feel towards these things. Maybe my baby doesn't need to be that smart. It's a difficult subject, right? I mean, I, I, I'm not sure exactly how I feel. You know, I think there's a lot of inherent value in this information. But again, like we've been raising children for, you know, millennia and they've all turned out okay. Well, mostly, right? Most of them. <laughs> I guess this is something we could probably debate on and on. But I guess what we're here to do on the show is not debate the value of these things, but actually mm-hmm. figure out are these things safe and are they hackable? Sure. And in just a moment, Dola Farhi, who's a hacker who's been on the mm-hmm. show a couple of times, is coming over to my house to see if he can hack a smart baby onesie. 
personally, I'm just curious to see what a smart baby onesie looks like. I'm kind of picturing <laughs> it's like a, a an R2-D2 shell that you put over the baby and somehow all these lights flash. I don't think it's actually that impressive. I'm, I'm thinking more like either like Tron or maybe like got a nice Wakanda pattern on it. Oh, you know? I hope so. I hope so. Anyway, I guess I, I'm very curious because I'm imagining my opinion of these will be swayed because if it's hackable, <laughs> not so cool. All right, have fun. Dola Farhi, thanks for uh, thanks for coming back over. Thank you for having me, Jeff. So today we are talking about IoT, Internet of Toddlers, <laughs> and you have brought over a smart baby onesie. Correct. Okay. So so we should just establish. I'm not in the market for this because my kids are older. You, on the other hand. <laughs> are on the verge of being the chief demographic for a product like this. Exactly, yeah. I'm uh, going to be a father soon, so... Uh, How soon? I think uh, in about two weeks. Two weeks, okay. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. And perhaps by the time this episode airs, there will be a little Dolev. Uh, <laughs> Do you know if it's a boy or girl? It's a girl. Hey, awesome. So you've brought this smart baby onesie here. I'm having trouble getting my head around it. What is a smart baby onesie? Okay, so it's a regular onesie, um, typical onesie. Um, it looks like a kimono. And basically, it comes with a couple of components. Uh, the The most important component is uh, a little uh, toy animal that is attached to the onesie and senses the baby, senses movement, it senses the uh, heart rate, and, and so on. You can actually get that data through the app, and then the app presents the data to you. It's so, so is it like a Fitbit for babies, sort of? Almost, okay. almost, except you don't measure steps. <laughs> you me- <laughs> I guess you wouldn't in the, in the very yeah. beginning. You can see the movement. You can you can tell when the baby is awake or asleep. You can tell in which position the baby is sleeping in. And you can actually see a nice little graph of the uh, heartbeat. I want to see this work. I don't have a baby. Uh, but you know what I do have, which would be funny? I have my dog. Do you oh, think? Oh, that would be amazing. He's small. He's a Boston Terrier. I'm going to... Uh, it's definitely going to fit. It's definitely going to fit. He's going to hate it. But I'm going to try it. Okay, let me uh, let me go get him. Do you want to hold on a sec? Okay, I need your help, pilot. Come with me. Oh, I'm going to pick you up. Oh, oh. oh, wait. Come back. Come back. Come back. Pilot, come. I'll have to bribe him. Sit. Good puppy. <laughs> oh, I got you. Okay, come here. Let's go. This will be fun. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to try and dress him in the baby onesie. Okay, you're going to be so good looking. Yes, you are. Oh, I think he's enjoying it. I think he is. He'll put the arms to the sleeve. Oh no no no. Oh yes, you're a very handsome boy. So my dog pilot is now reluctantly in the onesie. And we're monitoring uh, his breathing. Oh, you can see stuff already? Yeah. Oh, so what? So tell me, explain what you're saying. Okay, so it says that he has low skin temperature. For probably based on a human. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And uh, I can see the breathing pattern. He's also chewing on a bone. I don't know if they have a marker for that. Yeah. Can you see his heartbeat? There's like a breathing graph that you can see. Oh. And it says that he's awake and on his back. But that depends on the position of the onesie. That's true, because I actually think I put it on backwards. Right. I don't think he minds having that onesie. No, I think it, I think it looks pretty uh, yeah. it looks pretty sharp. And so, so as a parent, I can 
go to the kitchen while the baby's in the baby's room and I can tell whether the, the baby's up or, uh, or asleep and what the position of the baby is and breathing pattern and you can get notifications. If you don't want the baby to uh, change positions, then you can get a notification once the position changes. Like for example, let's say you don't want your baby to sleep on the, on, on the, on the stomach, then you can set a notification for that. Um, so you can constantly know in what position the baby is in. Oh, I have to say, like as much as that information would be amazing as a new parent, that would drive you bonkers. Like I, I think when I had my first kid, I was so paranoid anyway about right everything of breaking the kid. Right. I can't imagine having this much information. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I guess it's good if something goes but having wrong. Having no get information or. Too much? Which one is better? Uh, yeah, I know. Well, it's, it's it's yeah, it's the deal. Knowing that it's possible to have this information, but also the the the, the concern is y- you might have some false positives, and that can drive you crazier than yes. just having too much information, right? Yes, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so Dolev, I know you're a guy that likes to take things apart, find out how they work you know, break them on a good day. So you- You make you, it sound like it's an evil thing. No, no, I think I, I respect the work you do as a white hacker, but I just know you having done this show a couple times with you. Yeah. that That's the kind of guy you are. Unexpected things happen. Yes. Okay. So, so you got this device. What's the first thing you found? So the first thing I noticed is that the, uh, the dock is, you know, it's sending data to the cloud so that you can see it on your app. Yeah. And, and the first thing that I noticed is that it's not encrypted. It's okay. not going over any secure channel, which protects it from eavesdropping. Yeah. So somebody on your network can actually see what's going on. Okay. Which is what encryption is for, to prevent people from, you know, listening and 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 eavesdropping on anything that is happening between your computer and maybe your, uh, maybe a website or you know it's, that's how we use uh, encryption protocol. It's, for it's it. basically a monkey business filter. <laughs> <laughs> to, to really dumb it down. Yeah. Really seem, okay. Yeah. Th- so, th- thanks for going with me on that. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so it's not encrypted, so you can actually see how it communicates. And the way that it communicates is that it sends a bunch of data that will not make sense at first glance. Okay. But, uh, you know, on the cloud, they process uh, that data and make it look a little bit more human readable. Okay. So on your app, you're going to see if the baby is awake and on his back, or maybe the uh, skin of uh, the skin temperature of the baby is low. And they make sense of that data that they get back. Okay. Uh, but on the network, you're not going to see that the baby is awake on his back. You're going to see a bunch of numbers and characters, and you're going to have to figure out what it means. So you, you've you been able to intercept all this data. It doesn't seem totally useful because I look at that, and it's it doesn't have the usability of your nice little cell phone interface. Correct. Where you can see the heartbeat, and you can see the temperature. Yeah. This just seems like you know, probably not random, but to me, it seems like random. It data. seems very random. Yeah. But once you understand what the characters mean, you can actually understand how it's going to be translated to. Just so I understand whether this alone is dangerous, you were able to find it because it was a, a device that was on your own network. But if you had hacked into somebody else's network, would you be able to intercept this data? Yes, correct. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, now we're getting interesting. Okay, so <laughs> my dog is wearing the onesie. The one little animal in the onesie is transmitting information to the base. The base is transmitting it to the cloud. You're intercepting it as it's transmitting it to the cloud, and you on your laptop are able to see the string of characters that looks to me like random, but mm-hmm. you assure me there is a rhyme or reason 
as to what this string of correct letters yeah. and numbers. And mean. I can translate that and 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 understand based on the pattern what that string of of characters is. Okay, uh, yeah. so that that alone seems maybe invasive, but doesn't seem. Not Doesn't yet. seem like there's much you can do. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what 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 happened next? So what we can do is since we now understand how the protocol works and how the the, the little doc sends the data, why don't we try to send the data ourselves? Okay. So right now the 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 dog is asleep, apparently is asleep. Maybe he just didn't pick up the I, signal yet. I think he's just given up. <laughs> he's so humiliated <laughs> yeah. about so having to wear one. It shows that he uh, the the dog is asleep and on his back. Can I just add something in case anyone thinks I'm torturing my dog? That my dog is is very good natured. <laughs> he seems very happy with it with the onesie on. I, I think he he knows that he looks handsome. Okay, so what we can do now is um, basically I wrote something that does everything uh, for me. Okay. Uh, and it will send a bunch of things and a sequence of, of characters which will freak out the app to some degree. Um, you know, baby will change positions, the temperature is going to go low and high, and the heart, uh, heart rate is going to go high and suddenly very low, which is not the case. Okay. So why not launch the, uh, so the attack? Yeah, let, let's, see, let's see this. So the app is open on your phone. I'm holding your phone. I'm pretending I'm down in the kitchen chopping carrots while baby Huey is asleep upstairs. Yeah, and you can see on the app that there's some breathing happening and it's very quick now. You can see the graph uh, going really fast and the pattern changes. Okay. And let's disconnect the uh, transmitter from the dog so you can see that the data is being sent regardless. Okay, hold on, I'm just gonna take the transmitter off. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, good boy. Okay, so there's no transmitter on there. And then... And you can see suddenly a spike in the uh, breathing pattern. Oh, so even though it's not coming from the transmitter... And now the the dog is awake and upright, which is not the case. So wait a second. How did you... How did you do this? I basically picked up the, the communication patterns. Okay. And I'm replaying it and I'm changing it so that it would look like different than the reality of what's happening so from your laptop you're able to send this fake monitoring information so i now think my baby's awake and in distress correct that's horrible yep and i think and probably rightfully so these devices play into a paranoia that any of us would have as new parents and i certainly had as a new parent and it's the worst fear of all. It's the fear of of SIDS. It's it's crib death. Yeah. And, and I, I want to know as a new parent that these devices are secure. And I want to be able to trust them. And if a hacker is able to send me false data, suddenly all that trust is gone. That's very true. Um, and we, you know, as a new parent myself, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm confident enough yet. Right, because I don't know how it is to raise a baby, so I, you know, I might be relying on the device to help me with that. You know, what is my baby doing? How is it? You know, how is it doing? Is it breathing okay? Um, so I'm relying on something that can be unreliable. And, and what? So what's on the screen? What am I looking at now? It's just so right now you can the... see that the last time I I sent uh, I sent uh, some data, you can see that there was some breathing pattern, but right yeah. now I'm not transmitting any kind of breathing. Um, oh signal. God. So 
from the app perspective, your baby is just not breathing. Oh my but god! But yet it's it's awake. Oh, so it's, this, it, I, I actually I have chills thinking about you know my my fake scenario of being down in the kitchen chopping carrots and and having an alert like this on my phone. Yeah. It is the it is the nightmare scenario. Correct. Yeah, that's very true uh, and very scary as well. And and so, wow. Okay. Now you see that the device still thinks that the baby is awake, and there is no breathing pattern. Oh, wow. I I, I don't I don't. I think as a parent, um, like it's oddly. I'm oddly emotional in a way seeing this, and even though I know that you just did this, like. You know, seeing a flat line on a baby monitor is is just the worst. Like it, it's, it is absolutely terrifying. Thankfully, this is theoretical, and and the only baby in this case with no heartbeat is is the fake information you've sent. So so, I think I just need to breathe for a moment and go hug my kids, which I will do shortly. And can we switch to a happy topic, Dolov? We can try. Okay. The better news is in two weeks, you're going to be a new dad. Yeah. So, Dolev, I'm very excited for you to have that experience in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much. I'm sure you're going to be a great dad. <laughs> I'm sure if anyone gives you uh, for a baby shower, if you're having that kind of thing, if anyone gives you a Internet of Toddlers device, good luck breaking it. I'm sure it won't take you very long. <laughs> and keep me posted. Send me baby pictures. I will. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Dolev. I Thank appreciate you. this. I'm back with Bruce Nell, cybersecurity expert. So, smart baby onesie, I don't know if it's so such a smart idea. Yeah, again, it's uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where it I think it's got potential and it's got usage, but I, I I don't think I'd put my kids in it every day. Given that I I think as we discussed before, I think there is some value mm -hmm. to this group of products and especially things that that monitor health in in babies. And if it can prevent SIDS, then obviously it's amazing. What can we do if we want to have these products to, to keep ourselves safe from from packers? Well, I think you know this is always one of those the, one of those difficult areas where you know it's not something that you can load up antivirus on or, or anything like that. Right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean, and if you can get to the point where you can you know harden your, the operating system of your smart onesie, you're you're way beyond any advice I'm going to give on this <laughs> okay. podcast. Let, let's assume you're a dullard like me. What what can okay. I do? You know, one of the things I think is is if you're if you're looking into something, make sure that you really do need internet connectivity. Right. I mean, let's, let's, you know, really think about it, you know, as, as you look at, you know, as you evaluate the device that you're going to buy, look and see, you know, if it's web enabled, right. If, if, if you're seeing things like this device works anywhere, there's Wi-Fi access from anywhere around the world, that probably means they're sending da the data to the cloud. And it's something that you might want to really consider when it's, you know, when it's data that, that involves your baby. What else can someone do? Check and make sure that it's, it's an established company that has, a good track record of, you know, not having been hacked, right? Because yes, that's um, good advice. You probably don't want to buy some, you know, something off, something cheap off a, a an auction site, right? Yep. That's that's made somewhere in, you know, China or Bangladesh or something and from a company you've never heard of. Okay. And then also, you know, if you do go into one of these devices that does have an online component, make sure that you're choosing, you know, a, a good strong password. 
Okay. Um, you know, I, I always recommend make sure that you have a randomly generated password from a, you know, a, a password management tool for each, each individual account that you have. Okay. All right. So make sure that this smart baby monitor is, is using a unique password so that if one of your other accounts is hacked, they can't use that information to log in and, 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 and get the data from your, your baby monitor. And really, that's it. I mean, make sure that you know you, you keep an eye out on the manufacturer website to see if there's any updates. Always, always keep your smart baby, your your, your smart onesie up to date. <laughs> yes, right? well, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, and that's it. I think I think really, it's just it's this is one of those things where you have to channel your inner Scully, right? Be be suspicious. Be be a little bit paranoid, and really evaluate you know, how much data you want to send out, uh, out to the cloud when it comes to your baby. All right. So just, just so I have this right, mm -hmm. if you if you want one of these devices, check to see whether they're internet connected, you know, web enabled has inherent risks because you're sending stuff to the cloud and it can uh -huh. hacked. Also check to make sure it's from an established company that hasn't been hacked. And if you have to put a password in, make sure it's a good, strong password. Hopefully you're using by now a, some sort of password management tool, uh, that'll help you generate a, a unguessable password. Right. And then of course update uh update your onesie. <laughs> update your onesie. <laughs> update all your the onesie. Time. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Bruce. All right, thank you. I'm Jeff Siskin, and you've been listening to Hackable, an original podcast from McAfee. This episode marks our very last episode of the season, and it's been kind of an amazing season. We've hacked into car washes, uh, we've hacked smart dog bowls, we broke into a car, and we hacked all of my dad's passwords. The good news is, is we will be back for season three, and the very best way to get notified of when the new episodes are available is to keep subscribed to this podcast. And if you do, the new episodes will be delivered right to your device just as soon as they're available. And in the meantime, don't be a stranger. You can get in touch with us through our website at hackablepodcast.com or alternately, you can hit up Bruce or I on Twitter and you can find me on Twitter at Jeff Siskind and Jeff is spelt with a G or you can find Bruce on Twitter at Bruce Snell. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a great season. 